doing? Welcome to another episode of Swan Podcast. My name is Shell Njogu and I am excited to have you here with me. Thank you for tuning in. So today we are going to cover the topic of, we are going to study the Bible, Exodus chapter 32. It has uh, 35 verses and I hope that by the time we are done with all these verses that in one way or the other it's going to make a difference in your life and it will make um, that it will help you increase your reverence for uh, yeah for God and also kindly if this episode is helpful to you kindly share it with your friends it will help a lot if you do now starting Exodus 32 I read from verses 1 to 4 when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain they gathered round Aaron or Aaron I don't know and said come make us gods who go before us as for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So so all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. What we get from verses 1 to 4, especially looking at looking at verse 1, when I grow impatient, because they grew impatient of waiting for Moses, and he was just away for, uh, from them for 40 days, and they grew so impatient and they felt like, uh, I think this Moses has just gone away. Uh, he's, he has forgotten about us. Moses was the representation of God. He's the, Moses was the one who used to represent them before God. So if Moses was gone, then it means they can connect with God. That's what they thought. And... So when Moses didn't come or they didn't, they thought that he had just gone, they grew so impatient that they went to Aaron, Moses' brother, and told him, make us an idol. Make us gods who will go before us. As I thought through this verse, this is what I got. When I grow impatient, and I fail to wait on God and I turn to other things. This is what I am usually saying to God. Let me make a God who will go before me. Let me make, um, let's say, a boyfriend uh, who, uh, who will maybe marry me because I'm tired of waiting uh, for this husband that you've promised. Or let me give this bribe so that I can get a job because I'm tired of waiting for you to provide me for one. 
let me make this let me make this money to be my savior let this money uh take away my sorrow and everything and whatever we replace it with god we are usually saying i am making this thing to be my god and 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 looking at that it's like such an insult to god to actually say that this thing has saved me from all my troubles i i i'm usually telling god that he's enough in one season for me and he's insufficient in another season uh he saved me from this but i don't think i i, I tell god you saved me from this but i'm not sure whether you're going to save me from this i don't think that you're capable of saving me from this and this and it's such um i think uh, honestly speaking um i was just like reading this for the first time i was like damn god this is how rude i usually talk to you even without saying it uh through my mouth but through my actions and the status of my heart this is what i'm usually communicating to god and that's so rude uh, to talk to the savior of the world that you're enough in this one season but you're not in this other one that i forget everything that he had done for me earlier and now i'm like ah oh, no god i don't think you can you can provide for me in this other other thing or you can help me get past this and this and you know the thing is i from all the verses verse 1 to 4 that we have just read of which i if possible if you can just if you're in a po- place where you can read this with me or if you aren't then kindly read Exodus 32 at your own time these people um said that as for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt we don't know what has happened to him what this israelites we are not looking at is that god had provided for them everything that they needed god had helped them uh fight actually they didn't even fight god defeated their enemy the pharaoh's army god parted the sea for them god provided manna for them exodus 13 uh 13 verse 22 says neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people god made sure that the israelites were secure he he provided for them food they literally had everything that they needed to be where they were stationed at that moment but they just looked at what are we lacking and again if you look at it now that leads us to genesis chapter 3 but they looked at what they were lacking instead of what they what they already had what god had already provided for them and now i'm going to read exodus uh 
from verse 5 to from verse 5 to 7 i mean to 8 so uh, when Aaron saw this he built an altar in front of the calf and announced tomorrow there will be a festival to the lord so the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings afterwards they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry then the lord said to moses go down because your people whom you brought up out of egypt have become corrupt they have been quick to turn away from what i commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf they have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said these are your gods israel who brought you up out of egypt now god is talking to moses and telling the israelites how uh, and telling moses how the israelites have been so quick to turn away from him like 40 days 40 days were enough for them to be so impatient for them to think oh i think this god has forgotten about us and i thought what would make what would have made the israelites to turn their backs that fast um and i thought we are quick to turn away because we don't believe or trust god because if we believed god if we trusted him then i'll know that the god who saved me from abcd he's still the god who is going to save me from efgh but because we don't trust that god is consistent in his faithfulness because we don't trust that god is a uh, merciful because we don't trust that god is loving and everything then we are so quick to turn out uh, to turn away from him and they turned away because they distrusted god now how do i train myself when i find myself in a in a state where i'm doubting will god show up for me um and i thought what would have the israelites done um number one, god when they were in the land of egypt the whole time the egyptians were being stricken by diseases and plagues and everything they were never touched they were never touched by the darkness by their sons weren't killed their firstborn sons weren't killed um when they were frogs and everything all the plagues nothing none of the none of the plagues affected israelites what if they sat down and said and when that doubt came up they asked themselves but wait remember when we were in the land uh of egypt god god separated us when he he punished our enemies we were on the same land but their punishment never came to our side we still have all our sons none of them died 
um and then when they were when they were between the Ferozami and the Red Sea and they wondered are we going to die now and God separated the sea for them what if they just sat down and remembered imagine remember that miracle that God um that God uh, performed for us he rescued us from the hands of our enemies and he not only did that but he killed every enemy every soldier who had come after us died none of them went um none of them went back to their homes they all died in the sea if they uh if they meditated on that and remembered oh god is good he fought for us uh god is a mighty warrior he separ- he also separated us from plagues then they also remember that this god not only fought for not only separated us he not only fought for us and rescued us from the hand of our enemy but he also provided food for us and we have manna every day uh there is no single day that we have gone without food there is no single day that we have hungered god is still providing even when he's on the mountain with moses there is food we are eating food every single day there is no single day that we have that we have gone hungry our children haven't died of any illnesses and everything what if they just sat down and started meditating on all the things that they had seen god do in their lives at that moment and now that plays back into our lives what if instead of when that doubt comes up what if I start meditating on the day the Lord saved me. What if I start thinking how how I received his peace in my heart, peace that I had not experienced anywhere else. Um what if I remember all the things that he has done for me or or the way that um the way he has held my hand uh, throughout even in situations that I should have died or I should have gotten a certain disease but he protected me. What if what if we just start meditating on his word? Then surely our waiting will be better and we'll have faith and we'll trust on God to believe that even though I can't I can't feel his presence because he's always there. But I I tell myself what uh because even though i can't feel his presence i know that he's with me i know even in this situation he can he is still with me i know he still have me in his mind and he's not going to forsake me i know that he's going to deliver me i know that he's going to bless me and i'm going to wait on him what if we do that what if we start meditating then i think it will be so hard for us to want to create our um, our own gods or to try to solve our own problems it's so much easier when we are working in god's will and desire
and that's it for part one i don't want it to be so super long so i'll see you from verses nine next